RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Robert Kem. The headlines. Leading microbiologist says the government should track down people who recently flew into Hong Kong to see whether they brought in a COVID variant. More details about the government's $5,000 spending voucher program are expected later this month. China's imports grow at their fastest pace in 10 years. Leading microbiologist says the government should track down people who flew in from high-risk places in the past month to see if any of them brought in a COVID variant that infected a teenager in Tin Wai. Her case on Saturday was the first untraceable infection in more than 40 days. Maggie Hill reports. University of Hong Kong microbiologist Ho Pak Leung says he believes the girl was infected by an imported case that wasn't detected during hotel quarantine. He told an RTHK program that authorities should again test those who've arrived in the past three to four weeks from places categorized as high risk, including detecting antibodies to find earlier infections. He said authorities could then see if these people had links to the infected girl. The 17-year-old girl and her mother are confirmed with a highly contagious variant, while the girl's older sister is preliminary positive. They have no reason to travel history. Professor Ho called for stricter measures against imported cases by doing antibody tests at the airport and just before arrivals, hotel quarantine ends. More details about the government's $5,000 spending voucher program are expected later this month. During a legislative briefing, the Financial Secretary Paul Chan told lawmakers that testing on the registration and delivery systems for the handout had entered the final stage. Mr Chan said people will be able to sign up for the electronic spending vouchers in July if everything goes to plan. The spending scheme is part of the Financial Secretary's budget measures to stimulate the economy during the pandemic. Organisers of the annual vigils are refusing to back down amid threats calling for their group to disband or risk prosecution under the national security law. Pro-Beijing stalwart Lo Mantun is the latest sound of warning in a newspaper article. He alleges the alliance in support of patriotic democratic movements of China has always been subversive in nature. But Alliance Secretary Richard Choi says he doesn't consider Mr Lo's remarks as having any legality. I do not know. Mr Lo stands for which kind of power and voices. In any way, we know that is a very political sensitive situation and we also do understand from time to time the Hong Kong Alliance will face political challenges. But in any way, we will continue to stand firm for our work. We will not be threatened in any way. The Education Bureau says it is very concerned about the suspension of classes at a private school in Chim Sa Choi because of financial problems. Mount Kelly School Hong Kong has told parents in an email that it needs time to restructure. It has promised to resume classes in August. A spokesman for the Education Bureau said officials were demanding answers from the school's management. They said it had received complaints about the school and was investigating. The appeal court has allowed a case to go to Hong Kong's top court on whether the legal doctrine of joint enterprise can be adopted in riot cases. The appeal court had ruled in March that it could, meaning that those who are not at the scene of protests could be convicted on rioting and unlawful assembly charges. One of the defendants cleared in the case, Tong Wai Hong, contested the ruling and sought to take the matter to the Court of Final Appeal. The appeal court judges say this question has far-reaching implications for future prosecutions of riot and unlawful assembly. And so they issue the certificate to appeal to Mr Tong.
The High Court has started hearing a judicial review of a ruling by the Communications Authority that an episode of RTHK's headliner programme had insulted the police. In the episode, the show's host, dressed as a police officer, emerged from a rubbish bin. Lawyers representing RTHK Staff Union and the Journalists Association told the court that the Now Shell series was not a current affairs programme that had to be highly accurate and impartial, but a satirical show aiming to amuse the audience and that no reasonable viewer would believe everything being said in the show. China's imports grew at their fastest pace in 10 years last month, fueled by surging commodity prices. That's according to customs data. Vicky Wong reports. Exports in dollar terms grew 27.9% in May from a year earlier, slower than the 32.3% growth reported in April and missing analysts' forecast of 32.1%. Imports increased 51.1% year-on-year, picking up from a 43.1% rise in April, but slower than the 51.5% rise tipped by a Reuters poll. It was the fastest import growth since January 2011. Exporters are grappling with higher raw material and freight costs and a strengthening yuan. Prices for coal, steel, iron ore and copper have surged this year on an easing of pandemic lockdowns. China posted a trade surplus of just over $45 billion for the month, wider than the nearly $43 billion surplus in April, but less than the $50.5 billion expected by analysts. Taiwan is extending coronavirus restrictions until June the 28th, meaning schools will remain online until the summer break. Gatherings are restricted and entertainment venues are shut. This week, Taiwan is expected to start distributing over 1.2 million doses of the AstraZeneca vaccine donated by Japan to people with chronic diseases and those older than 75. Yesterday, Taiwan reported over 340 new local cases. Pakistan officials say two express trains collided in southern Pakistan, killing at least 25 passengers. A police spokesman in Sindh province said one train derailed and was then hit by another. He said villagers and rescuers were transporting the dead and injured to nearby hospitals. Up to 20 passengers are believed to be trapped in the wreckage. Germany's governing Christian Democrats are celebrating a convincing victory in a key state election, the last before national polls in September. The first results put them at 36% in Saxony-Anhalt. The anti-immigrant AFD party is trailing at less than 23. The results are a big boost for the new CDU leader, Armin Laschet, who hopes to succeed Angela Merkel as Chancellor. Speaking in a German TV interview, the head of the CDU parliamentary group, Ralf Brinkhaus, welcomed the result. We celebrate our victory today. This is the biggest gain we've had since the election in North Rhine-Westphalia in 2017. And that shows that the CDU can govern, also CDU under Armin Laschet. A leading Kremlin critic says he's left Russia for Ukraine because of pressure from the authorities ahead of the September Duma elections. Is the BBC Sasha Schlichter. Dmitry Gutkov was picked up earlier in the week and held for 48 hours. He denies allegations that he has anything to do with the property with outstanding rental payment. On Sunday night, he crossed the border and drove into Ukraine. In a Facebook post, he wrote, people close to the Kremlin told him if he did not leave, he would be rearrested. He added his family too had received threats. Dating apps in Britain will be encouraging users to say they've been vaccinated against COVID-19 in their profiles, part of a joint campaign with the government to increase vaccine uptake. Plan comes with the vaccine rollout soon to be extended to people under 30. Here's the BBC's David Lewis. 
The government will be hoping promotions like this will act as an added incentive to get as many people booked in as possible. The Vaccines Minister Nadim Zahawi has in fact described this new initiative as an incredible asset and this could all get a good take-up. A recent UK poll found that one in four respondents said they would not date someone unvaccinated and with Britain due to jettison its final Covid restrictions in just a fortnight from now, the prospect of a summer of love beckons. The man poised to take over as Israel's new Prime Minister has urged Benjamin Netanyahu to give up his attempts to cling on to power. Neftali Bennett said Israel wasn't a monarchy and people had a right to choose a new government. I call from here on Mr Netanyahu. Let go. Release the country to move on. People are allowed to vote for the establishment of a government, even if it's not you who are heading it. A government that's 10 degrees to the right of the current one, by the way. He also urged the Speaker of the Knesset to hold a final vote on the new coalition government on Wednesday. Mr Netanyahu's supporters have been pressuring right-wing MPs to abandon the multi-party coalition if right takes power. He's branded it the greatest election fraud in the history of democracy. Polls have closed in Mexico after midterm elections, seen as a test of support for President Andres Manuel López Obrador. He's hoping his Morena party will retain its two-thirds majority in Congress to continue the social welfare reforms he calls the fourth transformation. The electoral campaign was beset by violence and more than 30 candidates killed. On election day, there were more violent incidents, but voters' main concern was the government's handling of the pandemic. There are many people who live hand-to-mouth in Mexico. You're not thinking about what's going to happen in a year or in three months' time because you need to eat today. In my opinion, it's not ethical for the government to use the power they have to manipulate the population this way. But as much as they try to hide it, it's evident they haven't handled the pandemic well. Meghan Markle and Prince Harry have announced the birth of their second child, a baby girl who they've named Lilibet Diana. She was born on Friday morning in Santa Barbara, California, where the Duke and Duchess of Sussex now live. BBC's Sanchia Berg reports. Lilibet has been a family nickname for the Queen since she was a child and couldn't say Elizabeth clearly. So the new baby's names honour the monarch and Prince Harry's mother. She is Lilibet Diana Mountbatten Windsor. Her parents said in a statement that Lily, as she will be known, was more than they could have ever imagined, and they remain grateful for the love and prayers they've felt from across the globe. Both mother and child are well, and according to their press secretary, have now returned home. German carmaker Volkswagen says it's agreed a settlement with its former chief executive, Martin Winterkorn, over his role in the Dieselgate emission scandal. There are no details as yet of the damages that Mr Vinterkorn will pay, but media reports say the company is seeking €10 million. Euros. Mr Vinterkorn resigned in 2015, a week after it emerged that Volkswagen had used illegal software to manipulate emissions tests. He's denied responsibility. Stocks and a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 28,732. That's 185 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $88 billion. Currencies, US dollars trading at 109.52 yen. The euro stands at 1 US dollar and 21 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 96 cents. 
Sport and Hong Kong swimmers have earned another ticket to the Olympics. The women's 4x100 medley relay team booked their place in Tokyo by setting a Hong Kong record at Victoria Park yesterday. The team of Siobhan Hockey, Stephanie Au, Jamie Young and Tam Hoi Lam clocked 4 minutes 1.77 seconds to erase a local record that had stood for 11 years. It's also given the Hong Kong delegate a total of 36 entries to the Olympic Games so far. Seven of those entries belong to swimmers, including four individual events. Serena Williams is out of the French Open after a shock fourth-round defeat by 21-year-old Elenia Rybakina. Williams' quest for a record equaling 23rd Grand Slam title ended with defeat in straight sets, but the American felt she played better than the score suggested. Yeah, it was definitely close, and I'm just, I'm so close. There's just literally a point here and a point there that could change the whole course of the match, and I'm not winning those points. Um, and that is like, literally could just change everything. Rabakina will face Anastasia Pavluchenkova in the last eight. Paula Bardoza and Tamara Zidancek will play each other as quarterfinal debutants. Alexander Zverev is through to the men's quarterfinals after a comfortable straight sets win over Kei Nishikori. England's footballers have beaten Romania 1-0 in the final warm-up to Euro 2020. Here's the BBC's John Murray. On the day he captained his country for the first time, Marcus Rashford's second-half penalty means England will go into the European Championship with six consecutive wins behind them. It would have been more comfortable had Jordan Henderson not had a further penalty saved, but the return of the Liverpool captain as a half-time substitute from injury was a boost in itself. Jack Grealish furthered his claims for a place in the team. It was he who was fouled for the winning penalty. And next, tournament week will begin with Gareth Southgate having to decide who will replace the injured Trent Alexander Arnold in the squad, which looks like one from Lingard, Ward-Prowse and young defenders White and Godfrey, and that could be a very close call. After the game, the England boss, Gareth Southgate, said it was a big plus having midfielder Jordan Henderson play 45 minutes. Liverpool captain had been out since February with injury. You know, it's been a frustrating period for him. We were hoping to get that 45 minutes three days ago. That wasn't possible. So you could see in that period in the game the impact he has on other people and um, some of the qualities that he, that he brings to the team. Hopefully we don't get a reaction from that 45 and he can build from there. And to end the news, the top story once again. Leading microbiologist says the government should track down people recently flew into Hong Kong to see whether they brought in a COVID variant. And that's news from RTHK. When I heard that sound.